Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. Come on! Caleb just gave (laughs) his first intro. Let's go. Parents, I'd be interested to know if any of you all could do that with your eyes closed. Nail the intro. How long have you been listening? That's the question. That's the test. It took me months to nail the (laughs) intro. I just was so bad at it. The funny part is we have our computers open every week, and until today... No one has ever just typed the intro. Whenever, like we, like we. Oh, I, I had it on a note in <laughs> my mom. Yeah, that I would I should, read it I off. I totally did that. No, it didn't help me memorize it. Because then you're just. Reading. I was just read it every week. Stephen uh, made me stop and memorize it. That's one like, day. I mean, hey, that's that's some truth. We get into like scripture. Like, are you just reading it? Are you meditating on it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, come on. You just yeah, just write it on it. I was just looking in Stephen's eyes, trying mm-hmm. memorize or trying to. Get that mind connection. The eyes are the window to the soul. So. <laughs> well, we are glad you are tuning in. Uh, this this is a big one, guys. We're talking about the dreaded topic of dating. Well, dating. Topic. It's 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 one of those things that's like I don't know about you guys, but like my parents were like they they talked about it, but they just always seemed so like. Like, yeah, very anxious. My my parents never made a rule about it. Same, but I think like they've said like they just kind of hoped <laughs> that we would just never be interested in it. And thankfully, for the first like three kids, no, none of us even like brought up like maybe we'll like date somebody. So they didn't have to like do anything. They were just like, oh, never had to come up with. Well, in their mind, they never had to do anything <laughs> about it because huh. none of us wanted to date anybody, or none of us could get anybody to want to date <laughs> us. Yeah, similar experience for your boy here. Yeah, Yeah. just I tried, kind of, not hard. Yeah, but didn't work out. I was always just like scared, like of rejection and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So I just played ultimate frisbee all through high school. It was easier. Yeah, it is. But having said that, not every kid's like that. I can confirm our high school ministry. There are kids not like us who want to date and are trying (laughs) Trying to date. date. Yep, (laughs) and are able to date. It's amazing yeah. that that some of these guys are able to have a girl interested in them. You know, that's something I'm <laughs> boom roasted. Yeah. Boom yeah. roasted, got him. <laughs> so I mean, when that happens, though, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I know a lot of people. Like, I've talked to a lot of parents, and the knee-jerk reaction was say, "Oh, you can't date," or which that's the end of the podcast. Don't let your kids date. <laughs> no, um, or like, no, it's okay, they can date, but I. I don't know about you guys in high school. That would not have been helpful as far as like if I wanted to date and I was trying to date and my parents said, yes, you can date. Well, okay. And then I'm trying to make this up as I go, like trying to figure it out, trying to copy friends or whatever or not do what certain friends do. Mm-hmm. But like that's not that helpful. Or if you go on the other extreme say, no, you can't date. Sweet, but eventually the – probably gonna date unless god's called them to like a life of singleness so i mean like we've all dated i mean certain people of us have now exited recently a season of dating but when that happens when they enter this season of dating how are they gonna think about it are they gonna just do what the world tells them to do because they're gaining influence on how they view dating yeah i think what what we want to talk about is obviously it's a hard, confusing topic where there isn't isn't black and white scripture to describe how to work through this. There isn't um, set ways that 
our proven success and set ways that are proven failure. A lot of it's based upon conviction, mm-hmm. you as parents and how you all communicate with one another and what you decide as the best way to lead and disciple your kids and seek to shepherd and raise them up in a godly way. But I think, what again, what we try to do a lot on this podcast is regardless of what you decide of should kids be able to date, should they not be able to date, it's important to have a framework built up around it to be able to talk with and express to your kids even before they come to you and are interested in a guy or interested in a girl. Because at that point, like with most uh, topics that come up in parenting, it's a little too late if you haven't been already been building some of the framework beforehand Mm -hmm. because they may be thinking through things way before they even talk to you about it. And you'll have wanted to try to help shepherd and guide their hearts, their minds, their thoughts in a way that honors the Lord and helps build up your kid into maturity. So I know that, that dating is a really difficult topic and it's hard because it's confusing. It's scary. It, often has a lot of emotional things tangled in with heart and what is real and what is true and what is being felt and experienced can be different and you're scared of different sin that could happen in terms. But we kind of hope just with this podcast today to give you some principles to be thinking through, considering talking with you and your spouse and you and your kids with in order to, like you said, even if they decide they're not going to allow their kids to date until they're, let's say, they're 18, which is fine. Well, after they're 18 and eventually they want to date somebody, um, some of these things will still be helpful for them to look back and remember, like, oh, these were some of the good good concepts and conversations that I should be having and thinking through and praying through now that I do feel like I'm at a stage where I'm able to. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I'm dating somebody right now. <laughs> well, are you though? Yeah, you know, I, I got a fiance. <laughs> no big deal. If you haven't heard, Steven's engaged, yeah, going to get right. married. Come on. Let's go. But Let's I'll be, go. I'll be dating for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Oh, so, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. That That's a man who's doing premarital counseling right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. But, you know, date your wife, dude. Come or, on. Well, Pre engagement counseling. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a new season, I mean, we have a, someone else on this podcast who now is coming at it from a different perspective. Because they have a kid. He's three weeks old. Yes. He's not going to be dating. You can think about it. You can think about it. He will it. eventually. Have to start talking to him about it. <laughs> Next hey, week. Just start, just start priming the pump. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'll have, we'll have the dating talk tonight. <laughs> just get it out of the way. So um, let's, let's actually talk about some of these things that these kids need to be thinking about when it comes to dating. Um, and I think when... Like, probably the number one thing they need to be thinking about is what is the purpose of dating? Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you think about this culture, like, there's so many different ways to phrase it. Like, there's yep. dating, there's courting, there's just talking, there's, I don't know what the kids are saying nowadays. But, like, there's so many different ways to frame it. And if they have friends at school, they're probably dating. They're seeing stuff on TV. Like, yep. but... What is the actual purpose of dating? Yeah, I think I think that's great because you're you're right. It does get very confusing the the different terms that people use. My parents like how they described their like dating experience was like 
we were dating and then we were exclusive. And then <laughs> once we were exclusive, then we were engaged and that was all in like three months. But now it's like, oh, we're talking. We're going know, steady. We're, 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 we're going on dates. We're boyfriend or girlfriend. And it gets, it gets very muddy and confusing just mm-hmm. with, like you're saying, with how the culture describes it. Because it, I think it's become much more casual to just be in romantic relationships uh that it's not as black and white as maybe it had been in the past so i think talking about ultimately the purpose of friendship and the purpose of uh marriage are really really important because then from there you get to the point where it's like okay are you working towards marriage and if you have this idea that i want to have friends and then if i'm interested in someone the purpose of that dating relationship would be to work towards marriage, I guess. Um, I don't know. You can talk about oh, purpose I, Purpose of dating. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree. Like, Scripture gives us people who are single and married. And so in our world today, dating, it's a, what is the purpose of it? It's to have an eye towards, is this someone that God is calling me to marry? And yeah. Can commit to enter into this covenant with. And that doesn't mean, like, is this person perfect? No person that we're dating is going to be perfect. But um, I'm, I'm sure we could all give examples. But when I dated Emily, it was like, oh, we're both following after God, serving in student ministry. Like, there are similar values here that, yes, I could I could commit to this woman for the rest of my life in a God-honoring way. So how do you do that with high schoolers? Yeah. That's I think challenge. I think a great question to ask your kids, even before they're – dating or in a relationship or if they are dating or in a relationship is just hey what do you what do you think the purpose of dating is like just ask mm-hmm. your kid even if they're single like hey why do you think people date or what is, what would what would be your purpose of dating and i've asked a lot of kids who are in relationships like why like why are you dating what, what's the purpose <laughs> of it and a lot of times it's very just like i don't know, I don't know like it it's fun, whatever. Oh, if you'd asked high school Ryan, what is the purpose of, like, my <laughs> mind would have gone blank. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think some of those questions make students start to think and have to build a framework of, oh, mm-hmm. there needs to be intentionality in all areas of my life. Mm-hmm. This is an important area. And if you lack intentionality in a dating relationship, you're asking for sin and trouble and pain and hurt. Just like if you lack intentionality in work or at school like it's going to lead to laziness and to sin and drifting away from god Um, so to be christ honoring we need to be focused and have purpose and intentionality behind what we're doing which often is can be missing in a lot of dating relationships and i think another thing is that's a big thing that separates this from a lot of other things they do is it is a relationship so it does involve another person yeah so if you and this other person aren't on the same page as you said, hurt is probably going to come about because of that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like, oh, I'm just doing it, you know, just to go to movies with someone and they're like head over heels in love with you and want to marry you, you guys are on, on the same page, something's going to happen. Yeah. I, w- I would just add on this topic of purpose. One, purpose of dating is to evaluate if you would want to be in a lifelong committed marriage to this person. And secondly, I think uh, Caleb added this, it's really good. All of our actions 
as Christ followers should be for the purpose of honoring God mm-hmm. and considering, and that again, this is, this can, it's the same with all areas of life. Like, okay, am I honoring God and ask like, Hey, how, how is your relationship honoring God? Or, Hey, if you were to date someone in the future, one day, like let's say they're a freshman one day, if you were to date someone, you're 20 years old, how, how do you think you could honor God in that? And start asking them questions like that and them having to come to conclusions of, oh, I could honor God in a relationship like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then if you allow, let's say you do allow them to date and they turn 16, they get interested, they at least have that in their in their mind of like, oh, this is to honor God. What are things I could put in place to be able to honor God in this relationship? And if I'm not honoring God, which you Students can understand when I feel like when they're not honoring God or when something they're doing has some conviction behind it of like, this is probably not honoring God. That should throw up flags of like, this is not a good thing. Now, they still may want to pursue it anyway because of the feelings, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think asking them that question of like, hey, what, what is the purpose of this? And having a conversation back and forth about that. And then two, how could you honor God in this? Because whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it to the glory of God. So th- all of our actions should be to honor and praise our Savior, even in dating relationships. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that also sets them up for marriage, too, because the purpose of marriage isn't just to be married and, and you know, all that. Have but kids and have fun. And yeah. The purpose of marriage is also to glorify God. So if they have that framework and way of thinking in dating, yeah. hopefully it will carry on into marriage. Yeah. What if, what if marriage isn't for our happiness but our holiness? <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's not get crazy. I, Come on. But, but like, but like yeah. I read that in a book, and, man, you tell a kid that, like, hey, what if marriage isn't about your happiness, but it's about your holiness? And it's like, I don't even know what you mean. It's like, okay, well, like, what if the purpose of dating is not just for you to have these, like, happy little feelings and you're excited, whatever, but is to say, is this purpose, is this person going to sharpen me to follow Christ more? As iron sharpens iron, and that's going to be painful and hard and difficult, like, I feel like kids will start realizing, like, oh, there's a there's a little bit more weight to this than maybe I want there to be. That's probably a good a good thing for someone to like begin to try to hold. Like, and maybe they'll shove you off and they'll be like, stop, like this is like way too deep. Whatever, mm-hmm. don't make it so deep, mom. Like you're a boomer. <laughs> it's like hey, I'm gonna keep speaking truth and hope yep. that that some of it holds um, in their life. Which brings you, I feel like, to asking them, are they even ready to be dating? Well, how and do you evaluate that? I think that's totally true because like. If you start with this, this will impact literally everything else you want to talk with your kids. Like, how do they evaluate if they're ready? Well, they need to know what the purpose of dating is. Mm -hmm. So if if it's to glorify God, how do you know if they're ready? Well, what do you you guys think is the number one thing students need in their lives to be ready to date? Um, (laughs) big question. I mean, I don't answer wrong. Yeah, (laughs) I think, I think, um, (laughs) yeah, what's the number one? I think, are they following after God? Mm -hmm. Um, Are they saying yes to Jesus in other things in their life other than just dating or seeking after, um, boys or girls? So, um, typically if I've got students who in student ministry who are not seeking after the Lord and seeking after their own happiness and all things, probably that dating relationship isn't going to be super healthy either. So, 
Um, so are they following after God? I mean, probably you as parents can see that as well. Of like, are they maturing, growing? Doesn't mean that they're perfect, but are they following Jesus? Then maybe they yeah. can begin to date. But. And and if they are outwardly not a Christ follower, like mm-hmm. like would de- describe themselves as no, I I don't believe this. You can you still need to have these conversations of why you believe the purpose of dating is or what mm-hmm. you believe the purpose of our life is and our action is. But also you have to understand like, okay, they're they're like not coming from the same framework. Yep. So then it's like, hey, this is why we believe in dating. This is why we believe in life and purpose and mission. But it's a lot harder uh, for them to want to carry with the same amount of weight if they're not even saying they believe in Christ. Mm-hmm. But if they are, they say they've, they're following Christ, but you can tell in their life, it's like, hey, you're – you haven't placed him as the forefront in your life in all things yet. That would be an important conversation of like, hey, before you add another responsibility, another weight, another level of commitment, there's some other things that, that you need to get straight with God before you can just add like, this is not going to like all of a sudden fix your relationship with God. No. It's only going to strain it unless you've like put it in the right framework and put it in the right understanding of the purpose and the meaning and the relationship and you've carried the weight into it. Um, so I think, yeah, having a deep relationship with God allows you to have your heart and mind set on honoring him. And like you said, not set on how can I like please more of my desires? Cause what's going to happen is you're just, it's going to become selfish, self-pleasing, isolating and focused on you, 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 and you won't be able to date in a God, God-honoring way if that relationship with him isn't already firm, I guess. I think another thing flowing out of this, uh, are they ready to date? I'm, I'm always a little bit leery of students who want to date and haven't had solid friendships mm-hmm. with um, you know, people of their own gender or even other gender, uh, but uh, solid friendships in their life before they begin to date. Like if you don't build that sort of uh, foundation of what does it look like to be a good friend, then that probably won't lead to being a good boyfriend or girlfriend. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wh- wh- yeah. Kind of. Wh- so, and again, this is like all questions for you to be kind of helping your kid walk through. Like, hey, here's like questions to ask yourself and evaluate to know if you feel like you're in a, in a right place. One, how's your relationship with the Lord going? Yep. Two, like what friendships do you have? Why do you think that is important in terms of being able to be ready to pursue someone in a relationship? Yeah, I I think to have just sort of like a ordinary friendship is practice for like the best friends we have aren't pursuing their own happiness. But again, are good Mm -hmm. friends because they're also seeking your good as well. Mm -hmm, But when you have good friends that you're not looking to date, it doesn't come charged with the emotion, the attraction and the just sort of the... I don't know the complexity that dating brings in. So you're you you get this space to have a genuine friendship with all the ba- without all the baggage that comes with being girlfriend, boyfriend, that sort of thing. Yeah, so, I would also say if if your student doesn't have deep friendships, and again, this 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 stuff may apply to when they're 22 years old and now mm-hmm. they've decided that they want to enter in a relationship. If they don't have deep friendships built. Be like, hey, you need to cultivate those first yeah. because what's going to happen is you're going to become completely tied to that other person yes. mm-hmm. and that's going to lead into sin because yeah. it's like, hey, so you if you don't already have deep friendships built, 
and but you have this person who wants to hang out with you all the time and spend time with you because you're dating them, you're just only going to ever be with that person yes. <laughs> because it, it's too hard. Yep. It, it takes work to go and try to build these friendships and relationships. And you're going to be laying there and thinking, hmm, I could go try to be friends with someone I'm not really friends with, or I could just text my girlfriend and just go hang out with her. Yep. And you're going to start isolating away from other people, pulling away from opportunities of community. And I think that's important for you to even talk about like your friendships and your community with other people apart mm-hmm. from your spouse. And if you don't have that too, to be like, okay, where, where can I try to develop some friendships? Because we need community more so than just one person. Yes. That's going to be the most important earthly relationship in your life. Uh, but we need others to be able to speak into our relationship and speak into our life and call us out on different things. And I think it's really important that kids have those relationships because especially if they're dating in middle school or high school, understanding that chances are it's not going to last. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it does. Chances are it won't. Where, like, where are you going to go to when you're struggling? Like if that relationship ends, are you just gonna be left dry on your own dealing with hurt and heartbreak and all of these issues internally or will you have people around you that love you and care you have been there for you that you'll be able to express and work through in the highs and in the lows so i think making sure they have community sorry for hitting the mic making sure they have community (laughs) is is super important to know are you in a place that's ready to start pursuing someone towards marriage in order to honor god Mm -hmm. so that's really important well and i think the next thing you can talk to them about is are they just ready like is it are they ready for this season like i'm not going to say don't allow your kids to date in high school or middle school but i think it's important to be like listen there is things that happen when you date you need to be prepared like are you ready for this one of the big things is it just happens like you are attracted to someone else the sexual sin that you have to fight. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to fight that sin? Are you mentally ready to fight it? Are you in play, like, if marriage, if uh, dating, if the end of dating is to get married, then what does that look like as far, like, if you start dating in middle school, yeah. are, you get, are you ready to date for, you know, seven years <laughs> before you get married? Like, <laughs> there's all these things that it's good for you to talk with your kids about to see if they are ready. Yeah, yeah, and just understanding the responsibility, the complexities, mm-hmm. the ability to work through conflict, the ability to forgive, the ability uh, to repent and ask for forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many things. It's like, hey, like, really uh, come to the table with a with a proper understanding of the weight of what you're entering into. It shouldn't just be gone into haphazardly without much forethought, uh, you know, you need to count the cost and understand like what you're getting yourself into. And are you in a place that's ready for this responsibility that does have this in view of marriage in mind that understands like the ability to work through it in a God honoring way, uh, to be able to spend time with them and still be obedient to the Lord, to be able to have community around you that you're spending time with together to be able to invite other people and to speak it into your heart and into your relationship um, and making sure the last thing with, are you ready? 
that it's not just an idol that you would like <laughs> that you would rather worship this person basically than the Lord, which goes back to how's your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but how could you evaluate like if it's becoming an idol in your life? It's like okay, if it's an idol in life, like it needs to be destroyed. Like it, need, it needs to get away and that's, from you. That agreed, and that's also too how friends help you. It's like if you mm-hmm. have other friends than just your boyfriend or girlfriend. Like yeah. if you lose that person, you're not completely bankrupt relationally. Yep. Um, you've got other people, so that yep. helps take down or avoid making an idol out of um, a boyfriend or girlfriend. So. Well, and also if they're an idol before you enter the relationship, mm. it's just usually going to get worse. Like. I know a ton of people who they enter a relationship and they don't have an idol of dating, but then when they're in it, it develops into an idol. Mm-hmm. But if it's already an idol going into it, it's just doomed to fail. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing to just, again, have them be considering, how do you look for idols in your life? What is an idol? Okay. I'm, I'm placing, you know, my priorities, my values all around this thing and I'm forsaking the Lord in return. Or I'd rather um, give myself to this thing than be obedient to the Lord, and that's a that's a good question. Even if they are dating, to be evaluating and understanding, like, okay, is this becoming an idol? Where do I need to repent? Is this is this pulling me away from the Lord? Okay, is it pulling me so I need to completely separate from this, or is there some repentance I can work through and follow through with this person to continue a relationship? Um, so even if it's even if it's before they're dating, like understand what an idol is and talking through it. How do I make sure that a dating relationship doesn't become an idol? Or if they're in a relationship, hey, how do I, this should be a, this is a continual process of following the Lord and understanding and recognizing idols are going to pop up in my life from time to time. And I need to be able to see them, evaluate them, and then get back on track of following the Lord. And that this is a really easy way where that, that could come up. And And I think that's something we could talk about real quick is I think it's a, it's harder when they're in a relationship and you're talking to your kids about it because then they could get really defensive like oh do you want me to break up with this person mm-hmm. and I think it's it, it needs to be more conversations more drawn out but these are still things you need to talk to your kid if you haven't already yeah. because these are things they need to think about so it may take more time if they're already in a relationship to have all these conversations. Mm-hmm. But also, you need to be aware that since they're really attached to this person, they might be on edge if you start having these conversations. So come asking good questions, but in a loving way, um, yeah. and not like in an accusing way. Like, right. is this an idol in your life? No, yeah. like, how would you know this would be an idol in your yeah. life? It's questions like that. That's great. Um, so we have, what is the purpose of dating? We have, are you ready to date? Let's say the answer is yes and yes. What do you even look for when you're trying to evaluate, is this someone I could date? How mm-hmm. would you help your kid figure out this is good things to look for in a potential spouse? Jeez. Yeah. We, well, we've talked a little bit about this, at, and so I'll be brief on it too. But one advice I got that I think was helpful, and this can even be a good sort of fog cutter question of should you not only should you date but should you break up but Mm. is this person that i'm dating encouraging me in my relationship with god or are they drawing me away from god oh yeah and so who to look for is it someone that will encourage me not necessarily lead me that gets into like murky waters of like well that's (laughs) kind of like what spouses do yeah um 
so, but are they encouraging me in my walk with Jesus? But if they're drawing me away from Jesus, away from other friendships, away from my community, away from Christ, well, that's not someone that I want to look, that I want to date or even spend the rest of my life with. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of my, my barometer measuring stick uh, consideration. Yeah. I'd say, are they encouraging you in your faith? Do they have the same view and purpose of dating as you do? Mm-hmm. So talking like, why, why, why would you want to date? What would you feel the purpose of us dating would be? Um, are they, are there, are your life general direction going the same area? Are they in your community or going to be a part of your community? Like it's really hard when you're in high school, whatever. And let's say you're dating someone from a different school that maybe goes to a different church. And now neither of you are invested in any of your relationships anymore because you're being pulled away. Um, so do they have, do you share community with them? Are they encouraging you in your faith? And yeah, is your life going in the same direction? Are they humble? Do they ask for forgiveness? Mm. Do they admit when they're wrong? Um, do they challenge you? Like how, how do they challenge you or call you to more? Or are they just like content just being lazy and spending time together and having fun or whatever? Or do, do they really call you out? From time and to time too? like the Bible doesn't talk a lot about dating. Actually, it, dating, you won't find dating in the Bible. I mean, there might be stuff like, you know, give two goats and a sheep to someone's dad, which we are in Kentucky, so that might actually work. But <laughs> having said that, um, That's <laughs> there is stuff that talks about what it means to be a man of God, what it means to be a woman of God. Yeah. Like those things are in the Bible. So, and that goes back to, are you ready? You can examine, like, do I see those things in my life? Yep. But then you can look at the other gender and be like, do I see those things in yep. this person I'm interested in? I think that that's a great thing. Is like look through texts that describe a godly man, that describe a godly woman, mm. and think through like, okay, do these things describe them? And so, you know, do not let your adorning be external, the, the wearing of jewelry and all this, but let your um, beauty be the hidden person of the heart, a gentle and quiet spirit. Like, mm-hmm. it's like so when you're looking for a woman, thinking like, okay, are they just flaunting? Like, are mm-hmm. they... Or do they have this humble spirit for a man, like someone who is humble, someone but also who has courage and is following the Lord and um, all like, are they this mean jerk to people or are they humble um, and honoring? So like there's there's all sorts of texts to go through and look, does he love, does he love the word? Does he, does he, mm-hmm. is he invested uh, in God's word and understanding it or... Is he still just a lazy kid who's mm-hmm. just like working through life haphazardly? Like, it, it's important because, however, whatever their character is like, is going to impact you mm-hmm. in some way. Either it's going to challenge you and push you and encourage you, or it's going to slowly break you down and hurt you and harm you, um, either in ways that you don't see passively or in ways that are actually hurtful to you in terms of how they conversate and deal with issues as they arise and come up so and it's a really good thing something i struggled with when i was dating was i was i was looking at all these girls i'm like how do i know they really love god Mm. well just look at the fruit of the spirit like do they have the fruit of the spirit in their lives or are do they the appearance of godliness but they actually don't love god and they don't exhibit the fruit of Mm -hmm. the spirit but the fruit of the world 
So I think like stuff yeah. like that even you can look at and would be good. Um, so we have all these themes are really, really good. Let's say they enter dating. Then what? Like what is something that you guys think is necessary for them to have while they date? Or what is something you see that a lot of students don't have hmm. that is a downfall? Total freedom. <laughs> uh, students need accountability, and you can't have accountability if there aren't some sort of rules. Like, mm -hmm. how do I know if I'm being accountable if there isn't yeah. some sort of rule in place? So I think just helping, I think being very clear with your child of, like, what is allowed, what is not allowed, beyond just what is wise, I think that's also helpful. But also yeah. strict rules, like never alone or... Mm -hmm. or whatever and making that clear and enforcing those I think is best um, yeah. and I think my my parents my parents did not uh, they did great in some ways not so great in other ways they were great in that I I went to them they were encouraging so I would go to them and talk to them about dating but they weren't helpful and that I did I didn't have clarity of what was allowed and what was not allowed mm -hmm. until the hammer came down it's like well I didn't I didn't know so, <laughs> um, yeah I, yeah that's it's like even if your rule is that, hey, you're, you're not going to date until you're out of high school. Correct, yeah. If you've talked about all of Tell these that, things yeah. mm -hmm. and you've been able to explain them, like, this is what we think the purpose of dating is. This is why we feel it's not wise at this age. And that at least, even if they push against, they disagree, maybe they do it secretly behind your back, whatever. At least they have the framework and the understanding and the truth that you've uh, tried to build into them that they're going to have to work through between them and God. And you're not going to be able to control every action that they do or every sin that they enter into or every act of disobedience against you. And there's consequences for that. But you've then been able to build this framework of why you have this rule and that it's ultimately to honor the Lord. And we want to help you as your parents shepherd you and guide you. And sometimes that means fences mm. in order to protect you and for you to be able to have a right relationship with the Lord as you're walking and leading as they exit your house. But, and if it is that you are allowed to date, like Ryan, Ryan's saying, it's really helpful to also still have frameworks and guidelines and clear boundaries of where not to cross and understanding that, hey, fences are meant because we love you and care for you and we're trying to guide you. Mm -hmm. Like you don't just let your dog out into the yard without a fence because it's going to get itself hurt or it's going to run into the road and we love you and care for you. We don't want you just, we don't want to see you hurt. We don't want you to get in, get to a point where you've done something that is going to affect your relationships down the road. It's going to hurt you. And which it, if they have already, okay, it's okay. There's repentance, there's grace, there's kindness, there's God's love, there's like this ability to move on and grow and uh, heal. But also, we don't want you to have to go through that if you don't have to go through that. So yeah. we're going to try to help and guide you. So I, I think encourage them too. And having, like we said, community, all these other relationships that will help keep them accountable, even if it's not through you because that's awkward and weird. Be like, hey, who do you talk to dating mm -hmm. about? Do you talk to your, have you talked to your youth leader about it? Have you talked to your best friend about it? Are they, have they said anything or are they holding you accountable and help them understand that we all need people in our life that are able to call us out and able to help guide us and put boundaries in our way when maybe we don't even see our need for them because our, our flesh wants to push against it. <laughs> and because that means, again, when they're 25, 
they're still going to need accountability and guidelines and help just as much as they're going to need it when they're a freshman in high school. Uh, it's just going to look differently. So it's important to talk about. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that's a big thing is community because, one, even in high school, like, you can't be with your kids 24-7. Like, but if they have a community, a group of friends who will call them out on stuff and be able to speak into their lives, like, that's going to be huge. But also, you touched on it. They're not always going to be in high school. They're not always going to be living at home, Lord willing. Like, <laughs> um, eventually, they're going to probably go to college, move out, all that stuff. Do they have a community around them who will still speak into their lives, call mm-hmm. them out and stuff? Because I don't know about you guys, but I've had people speak into my life when I was dating, and it was yeah. stuff I didn't even know. I've just never done anything wrong, so <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't needed that. I, I, that's good for you. <laughs> 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 well, not everybody can have Stephen Petrie as yeah, a kid, I mean, yeah. but um, <laughs> <Only> sanctified. <laughs> <laughs> one day, answer. one day, guys, um, we'll get that right. Anyway, um, but it was great having those people speaking into my life and being like, "Hey," and guess what? I still have that now as someone yeah. who's married. Like people will be like, "Hey, Caleb," like, and sometimes they'll just be like, "Did you mean to say it with this tone when you mm-hmm. were speaking to Faith?" It's like, "No, I didn't." And I'll check up with Faith, and she's totally fine, but I'd rather have extra checks than not have something brought to my mind, and it becomes a huge problem before, like, it goes out of control. Yeah. Yeah, I think think that's great. Like you said, you you can't control everything your kid's going to do, but you can pray, you can have conversations, you can seek to guide in raising godliness, you can put boundaries in place, you can try to describe the purposes, and and pray and ask that the Lord through his spirit is going to convict, is going to lead, is going to offer faith, is, is going to give the, the gift of faith. And your student is getting to a stage now in middle school and high school where they're going to create their belief systems. They're going to create mm-hmm. their own mindset and worldview and what they believe about God. And you have an important role, the most important role to play and how you speak to them and your conversations and how you're going to be the one uh, to demonstrate God's love, be able to demonstrate his grace when they fail, be able to demonstrate uh, how much he loves them and cares for them, even when they maybe do come to you and have messed up and are broken and are hurt over something that's happened. You're going to have to step into those, into those conversations with care and kindness and love and grace and guidelines and consequences. Mm. Um, but hopefully just some of these reminders are helpful to you of just like, hey, these are some conversations I should be having periodically from time to time. Throw in a question here or there. It doesn't need to be one sit-down conversation. It can be gradual throughout parenting. And also, maybe it's just like, hey, Johnny, go listen to the podcast about dating that, that uh, <laughs> your youth yeah. leaders did. And because, yes, this is for parents, but also these questions may be helpful for them to just be like, oh, I need I need to ask some of those of myself and, and think through. So we hope it's a helpful resource. We hope it at least spurs you on to some sort of conversation or maybe to, you're going to need to drop down and just pray for them and ask <laughs> that the Lord will help them and that he'll convict them <laughs> of whatever sin they're dealing with and going through. Um, and he's the, he's the one that can change hearts regardless of kind of where your kid's at. So. We're having conversations with them. We love them and care for them and are praying for them, and we hope that that you'll be doing the same. So any final words? Um, I think coming at it with the mindset, it's not a sprint. 
It's a marathon. This is, like a lot of things with parenting, this isn't a quick solution of saying yes or no, you can't date. You need to be walking through, shaping how they think, giving them a framework, mm-hmm. and, and you need to be praying about it. Like at the end of the day, you can give them all the great, best advice. You can, you know, give the perfect rules and boundaries for your individual kids, but if God's not working, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. God needs to be working. You need to be constantly in prayer yep. and and trust God. But we still need to be diligent. Yep. So. All right. We love you guys. We're thankful for you. Keep up the good work. You're crushing it. You're an awesome parent. We love you. <laughs> and we'll see you next month on the Couch Time Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have any other questions or topics that you would find helpful for us to discuss? Text Couch Time, one word, to 94000. If this podcast is helpful for you, please consider giving us a five-star rating and sharing it with other parents.